it's Wednesday, January the 26th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America discusses sanctions on Russia and Pfizer and BioNTech tackle Omicron. First, the world in brief. The Biden administration outlined various actions it could take against Russia in the event of an assault on Ukraine, including export controls and direct sanctions on Vladimir Putin. Officials said they could ban the export to Russia of technologies used in AI, aerospace and quantum computing. Meanwhile, Russia maintained its aggressive stance, conducting army drills in Crimea and elsewhere on Tuesday. Pfizer and BioNTech began a clinical trial of a vaccine to combat the Omicron variant of COVID-19. The drug makers have already begun producing the new formula, which could be available by March. Meanwhile, researchers in Switzerland said they had identified a way to discern who might be susceptible to long COVID. Sufferers appear to have lower levels of two specific antibodies. South Korea logged a record 13,000 new COVID-19 cases, despite the reintroduction of strict social distancing measures. In Japan, the active caseload reached 62,000, another high. So far, fatality rates in both countries remained significantly below their peaks of last year, thanks to high vaccination rates and Omicron's milder symptoms. Not so in America. It recorded 2,362 COVID deaths on Tuesday, approaching last year's peak. A report on lockdown-busting parties, said to have been held in Downing Street and Whitehall, could be published as early as Wednesday, despite rumours it would be delayed by the police launching their own investigation. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, who is alleged to have attended some of the events, is coming under increasing pressure. The Biden administration warned that manufacturers have less than five days' worth of semiconductor chips in stock, down from 40 days in 2019. The findings were based on the average among 140 firms. That left, quote, no room for error, it said, as the supply disruption abroad could mean stalled factories and furloughed workers. The administration is keen to boost chip production in America. The IMF lowered its global growth forecast for 2022 as disruptions from COVID-19, high inflation in America and China's real estate woes led to markdowns in the world's two largest economies. According to its latest World Economic Outlook, global GDP growth is expected to fall from 5.9% in 2021 to 4.4% this year and 3.8% in 2023. General Electric reported revenues for the final three months of 2021 of $20.3 billion, down 3% from a year earlier. The American conglomerate cited supply chain challenges and uncertainty over tax credits for wind production. GE, which is split into three public companies, aviation, energy and healthcare, forecast revenue growth this year, especially as air travel recovers. And fact of the day. 1,000. The number of publications Britain's Office for National Statistics produced in 2020 and again last year up from 600 in 2019. And now, here's today's agenda. 
Compulsory vaccination in Germany. Refusing to get vaccinated against COVID-19 is antisocial, but should it be illegal? On Wednesday, the Bundestag, Germany's lower house, will begin debating that question. One quarter of Germans remain unjabbed, making the country one of Western Europe's laggards. So far in Europe, only Austria has imposed compulsory vaccination for all. Italy has passed a law for the over 50s and Greece the over 60s. The outcome in Germany is unclear. MPs will discuss several mandate proposals. One would cover all adults, another only those over 50 years old. Fines, rather than prison terms, are envisaged for breaches. As Germany has no central vaccine registry, employers may be asked to check their workers' vaccination status. The Bundestag aims to hold a vote by the end of March. If a majority can be found, a mandate could bite by summer. That would be too late to tackle the Omicron wave now sweeping Germany, but it could make for an easier autumn and winter. The going gets tough for Wall Street darlings. Tech companies had a profitable pandemic, as people barricaded themselves at home to work, study and shop. The five biggest firms, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon and Facebook, now Meta, saw their share prices soar in 2020 and 2021 as customers became chained to their screens. But the market volatility so far this year has taken a bite out of their value. Wall Street could face further turbulence as the tech titans post their earnings. On Tuesday, Microsoft beat forecasts when it reported fourth quarter revenues of $51.7 billion, up 20% year over year. Apple will follow on Thursday, with Meta, Alphabet and Amazon reporting next week. They might not do enough to lift Wall Street's spirits, however. America's Federal Reserve has signalled that it will start raising interest rates, which will dampen demand. Higher bond yields reduce the value investors place on tech firms' future profits. And the pandemic's ebbing tide means people are starting to live with a bit less tech in their lives. Boeing maxes out. Air travel has been hard hit by the pandemic. The woes of Boeing, which reports on Wednesday, were made worse by the 20-month grounding of the 737 MAX. The American aerospace giant's short-haul workhorse suffered two crashes linked to faulty software. However, the news coming from Boeing and its European rival Airbus gives hope of the eventual recovery in air travel to pre-COVID levels. For a start, Boeing may well report an annual profit for the first time in two years. Maxes are again being delivered to customers after most of the world's regulators recertified the plane. More important are longer-term production targets. The demand for larger jets might languish, along with long-haul travel, but Boeing could soon be making over 30 maxes a month and may come close to the pre-crisis level of 52 by next year. Airbus is still likely to remain ahead, making 45 competing A320s a month now and aiming for 65 by the summer of 2023. But at least the big two are flying high again.
tensions rise in India's Republic. India's, quote, Republic Day, which it is celebrating on Wednesday, commemorates the country's constitution coming into effect in 1950. A grand parade through the capital gives India an excuse to flex its military muscle, while floats and colourful displays from different states portray a diverse but united country. This year's build-up, however, instead revealed growing divisions between the central government and states. Accusations are mounting that the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party is running roughshod over state governments. Several state leaders are angrily protesting against a proposal by the BJP that would give the central government the authority to transfer state-level bureaucrats to Delhi without the state's blessing. Compounding tensions the Central Border Security Force recently moved to extend its powers in states where it guards international borders. India's states and the central government have always had a fraught relationship. But some observers think their ties have hit a new low, a far cry from the Constitution's harmonious ideals. Battle Hymns of the Permissive Mum In 1953, a British paediatrician described the benefit to babies of not responding to their every cry and whimper. Donald Winnicott described the parenting hack as the quote, good enough mother. A clutch of recent films and books show that imperfect mothering makes for great art too. Quote, children are a crushing responsibility, says Olivia Colman's character in The Lost Daughter a mesmeric adaptation of Elena Ferrante's blazing novel of maternal ambivalence that recently aired on Netflix. Jasmine Chan's new novel, The School for Good Mothers, is a brilliant satire of helicopter parenting. And in Parallel Mothers, a new film directed by Spanish director Pedro Almodóvar, Penelope Cruz stars as the elder of two women whose lives become entwined after they meet in the delivery room. In each, the writers are exploring the challenges of motherhood in new and sometimes shocking ways. Winter Quiz Week 7 The battle with our baristas grinds on. As in previous weeks, we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Wednesday. What type of screwdriver has a head with edges in the shape of a cross? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Akio Morita, who was born on this day in 1921. A company will get nowhere if all of the thinking is left to management. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 